Welcome to Find Your Purpose Podcast. It doesn't matter what you've been through or even what you're going through now. There is a good purpose for your life. And the good news is it's discoverable. And when you find it and you begin to live it, you will achieve real, authentic success. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Jenny, I'm so excited. We're talking today about how we cope. How do we cope with, you know, current struggles, uh, future worries, past things that have happened that we just, you know, keep that keep replaying in our minds? How do we get past it? How do we cope with all the stuff, you know, that that happens in the world? And And so um, I want to talk about the purpose of of this piece in finding our purpose. But first, I want to hear about about you. What do you think about, I mean, why should we even talk about how we cope? Well, what I think is so interesting, Rhonda, is that coping is a natural part of our lives. Coping with situations uh, you know, and all the things that come at us. And and this, you know, our focus is so much about finding and fulfilling our purpose. But while we're on the journey, in the midst of the journey, we're coping with that aspect and the aspect of everything that's happening around us. And, you know, I think sometimes we have to start to at least look at what our coping skills are what ones are unhealthy, what ones are healthy. And once we recognize those, we can then, so to speak, attack how we handle these things. So we'll get more into the purpose of it. But when we just talk about coping skills in general, um, it's really even doing this work has forced me to look back at my coping skills and recognize those that are unhealthy we can spend a little time talking about that. But I think it's very important because we're always going to have to cope with something because the, the world, our lives are full, you know, this side of heaven are full of a lot of things that we're going to have to deal with. So we have to learn to cope, whether it's grief or illness or diagnosis or financial hardship or a relational issue it's coming at us from all sides. And so I think it's so important as we, work with people in finding and fulfilling their purpose we recognize that's a track of life that we want people to be on all the while there are things to cope with that are coming at us and so i think it's really important and that's what we're going to be talking about today yeah oh that's good i'm so glad you said all that and you know i would just add to all of the big things that you said uh there's coping with traffic you know there's coping with a coworker with an attitude. There's coping with a supervisor who's not very fair. I mean, there's just, it's, it's everywhere and in everything. And um, I know when, when I was young, I used to think um, that uh, it was just all this unfair stuff. It was just always unfair. I always saw myself as just a victim of unfairness. Looking, you know, I would say, gosh, if I could just catch a break, I can't seem to catch a break. 
And, and I had an amazing boss. Uh, his name was Fred Livermore. And he had come back from uh, being a soldier in World War II with nothing in his pocket. I mean, like, I can't remember the story he told me. It was literally like a dollar 19 cents in his pocket. And by the time I met him, he was in the top one percentile of, of wealthy individuals in the United States. Fred was a smart man, not, not a, um, I don't think college educated man, but, but um, smart, savvy, hard worker. And I looked at him like there was God, Jesus, and Fred Livermore. And so when Fred would say something out of his mouth, I would just, you know, oh, it's a nugget of gold. And, uh, and Fred talked about, uh, there are not problems. Because I would say, Mr. Livermore, I've got a problem. He said, he, would say, he didn't even wait to hear what the problem was. Uh, because he could tell I was alive, I was breathing, you know, how bad could it really be? And he, he would say, eh, eh, there are no problems. There are challenges and opportunities. And he said it so many times. And at first I got irritated. I was, I just thought, oh, well, you know, you're just this old rich man. I didn't know that he came, didn't come from money and didn't have it his whole entire life uh, at that time. And I, and I got irritated by it. But the more I would hear him say it, Jenny, the more I absorbed it. And now I feel like that. When somebody says I have a problem, I say, oh, wait a minute. Is it cancer? Is it, you know, some other life-threatening disease? Does somebody lose their eternal life? Or did, is somebody uh, based, uh, looking at losing their physical life? If it's not that, then it's a challenge or it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And now's when the coping came in for me. So when you're dealing with a problem, a real problem, like somebody's going to lose their life or somebody's going to lose their eternal life. Okay, now, now you better really understand how to cope and have your coping mechanisms there. Have them there. Have them all lined up. You know exactly what you're going to do. Because you've already trained. It's like it's like doing a fire drill in school. If you drill and drill and drill and drill and drill, when the real thing happens, you just go into muscle memory and you and you do what you've been trained to do without thinking about it. So you have to have those coping mechanisms. If you're, on the other hand, dealing with a challenge or an opportunity, it's not so much about coping. It's about shifting into strategizing. How am I going to address this challenge? How am I going to take advantage of this opportunity? This is an amazing opportunity that has presented itself to me. See, it's no longer a problem if my boss fires me. No, it's a challenge and it's an opportunity for growth. If I learn something and if I take that and apply it to the next job that I go interview for or the business I want to start or whatever it is, I'm much better off, right, than if I had taken it as a problem and positioned myself as a victim. Right. So coping, how we cope 
it's so much more than, I don't know, the way it sounds. I don't know how it sounds to everybody else. But to me, coping is kind of like, okay, it's coming at me. It's bigger than I am. I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive. I need to learn how to cope. It's a defensive position. Do you see what I'm saying? But yeah. when but when we look at look at the situations a little bit differently, challenges, opportunities, and so on, I'm no longer on the defense. I'm on the offense. I'm standing up. I'm standing up to it. I'm not cowering down and giving other people in the world control over me and my future. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. And one of the things that really strikes me about what you're talking about, Rhonda, is so often our immediate reaction can can really affect how we cope with the situation. I think that's huge. I mean, our reactions um, when things go wrong, when we're offended, you know, um, I used to really struggle with just being hurt. There was a lot of times when someone with a stronger personality or um, something would come up and I would have this reaction of immediately being hurt. So that would kind of put me in that place of more of a victim mentality. You know, I wasn't coping very well because I was reacting to my reaction, if that makes sense. You know, my, my whole emotional side of me was reacting in a certain way instead of engaging in it, like you said, as an opportunity as something to, to strategize and figure out how to handle. So that would be one of my reactions. Sometimes I would feel hurt. I think oftentimes a lot of us feel very angry. You know, when we're in a situation, when someone's in our way, when there's an obstacle, when someone does something that kind of takes us off course, we have all these emotions that we're dealing with, our reactions. So one of the things that I know you and I think is very important is really that fruit of self-control. Let me take a breath. Let me separate from it for a second and think about it for a little bit. We're so reactionary, particularly today in this culture. Everybody's so reactionary. So we can't even really get to a point of learning to cope and having a good strategy when the emotion is so high that I'm not controlling it. So I would really encourage people to be very conscious of what emotion am I feeling right now? And until I can pray through that and, and get a little bit more level head and not feel so hurt, I'm going to have a better coping system in place. Ooh, Jenny, that's huge. I don't know if I could make another syllable out of huge. Uh, Self-control. Wow. I so am with you about when you said our immediate reactions matter. And, you know, if we're, if we're not prepared, if we don't know what our good, healthy coping skills are that have got us this far, uh, and what some other healthy coping skills could be that we could adopt, then the our first reaction to something going sideways is probably not going to be good. It's not going to be helpful. And I know with stuff that I've been through, 
I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, um, cheating husbands and I mean, you know, big life changing stuff where, okay, uh, the world, my life, as I knew it yesterday is now completely different. (laughs) I no longer live here or I no longer married to this one. I no longer have, you know, this job and this career, whatever, when, when big giant stuff happens, the immediate reaction really will determine what happens next. Mm-hmm. And so if the, for example, the person who just gets in the car and peels out of the driveway and drives 85 miles an hour, you know, and they're just trying to clear their head and they're angry. I mean, when you're not paying attention and you're controlling a 3,500 pound weapon, that's when you can hit a child on a bicycle. That's when you can run over an elderly person walking with a cane. Uh, I mean, that's, that's when stuff happens. And how many times have we seen people get arrested on the, you know, we see it on the nightly news or whatever. and Nobody intends for that to happen. Nobody gets in their car angry and says, let me see if I can go mow mow down an an elderly old lady. People often say, I never meant for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think, okay, no, right. Nobody does. Nevertheless, it did. And the way our laws are structured in this country You know, when you do something like that, it doesn't matter that you didn't mean it. Saying I didn't mean to kill the the lady and her baby in the stroller doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't hold any water in our legal system. You're going to go away probably for the rest of your life. So my point is it's a, you know, these are wild exaggerations, but they happen. They're real. Immediate reaction being one that, um, hurts somebody else, hurts themselves. And I don't mean just, um, you know, specifically directly like uh, a suicide attempt, but, but think about the unhealthy reaction of I'm going to show you and the person goes out to a bar and, you know, hooks up with the first person that shows them any attention or, um, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to drink myself to sleep tonight because otherwise I won't sleep or I'm just going to take these pills or whatever's the immediate reaction, right? Unhealthy responses lead you to an even worse result. Yeah. So you think you're in a pickle right now? Imagine waking up in a jail cell the next day. Imagine waking up in a hospital bed in the ICU the next day. How about not waking up at all? So the, the, I love Jenny. I didn't even think of it. And I'm so glad. See, this is why God put us together. I'm so glad you said self-control because that's, that's number one. Um, we have to take a minute. Don't react immediately that's right otherwise you're you're actually ending up having to cope 
with your response to the situation versus the situation itself. Does that make sense? When you react, then you're coping with the overreaction. Like you just said, if that ends up in an accident or the loss of a job or a, you know, inappropriate situation because of the emotion I was feeling, you know, and so, or we can slip into other patterns of coping that, that are not healthy. And so I think self, you know, self-control is huge and recognizing those emotions and trying to really get to a place of more peace and stability before we react because it doesn't help anybody. Exactly. So, you know, I want to encourage everybody that um, <laughs> you probably already have good coping skills within you because whatever you've gone through in your life and come on, we've all gone through stuff. Okay. Whatever you've gone through in your life, you made it this far. So you have some coping skills in there. What we want to do with all of this is help you kind of pick through and see what works, what's healthy, what doesn't work, what, what's maybe, you know, maybe it worked, but it wasn't that healthy. Uh, and and we're going to get through, get rid of all the unhealthy ways that people cope and then and keep the ones that have worked for you. And then maybe add a few to your repertoire. So, I mean, I can share for me um, the first thing, the very first thing I do at the sign of anything, bad situation, challenge, uh, opportunity, any of it, I just start praying. I mean, I just start praying. And sometimes the prayer is Jesus, 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 Jesus. I might not even have the right words. But I go to the one who does have the answers. And uh, and I must say, Jesus helped me with strength 8,500 times a day. I say that all the time. And it, it almost sounds like I'm not even thinking about it. But I am. And I need it all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me with strength. Um, So prayer is a huge, you know, an actual sitting down and having a conversation with God, obviously. But I'm saying in the heat of the moment, uh, say the word, Jesus, if nothing else. And then another one for me has always been reading. I mean, since I was a little girl, I could get lost in a, it has to be a good book, but I could get lost in a book and give myself a break. Just, you know, sometimes you pray, you've prayed all you can pray and you have to leave it with God. You have to trust then he's got this, he's going to deal with it. It's between him and them or, you know, whatever the situation is. And then, and then, you know, pick up a good book or watch a good movie or do something, watch a comedy to make you laugh. You have to shift a little bit because what happens, I mean, for me anyway, I want to hear from you, Jenny, because you might, you might think completely differently about this, but I know for me in the times when I've been in those moments where, you know, like it was life or death for somebody else. And I've prayed and I've cried, you know, the ugly cry, snot, mascara, the whole thing. And at at some point, if you keep going, now you're begging. 
And there's no faith in begging. I want to say my faith-filled prayers and I want to believe it is going to happen or something better that God's will, which is good and better than anything I can think of, is going to happen and then leave it there. So that's when I switch over to reading a good book. What about you? Well, I, you know, you're, you're really edging on the most important coping mechanism. I mean, we'll get to some other things that are healthy coping, but is the spiritual aspect of, of our lives. And so when people are Christ followers, the spiritual disciplines that we implement are very important. Like you said, is my go-to to pray? For example, even like if there's coping with a decision that you have to make, a choice you have to make, there's still a coping mechanism within making a decision you know, about your future. I mean, it might not just be always a bad thing. It's like someone presents a job to you. You have an opportunity to move to a new place. What is your go-to? So as you and I are Christ followers, we believe that that is the first thing is prayer, you know, and, and you talked about reading a good book, but even reading scripture, you know, I was challenged recently. I heard a sermon from a pastor and, and he really challenged the congregation to say, I want you to think about your day. What is the very, very first thing you do when you wake up? And he really challenged everybody. Is it pick up our phone? Is it make the coffee? Is it, you know, drink water? I mean, you know, none of those things are, are whatever, but he said, are you spending time with God in the very early morning? Are you, are you really beginning your day discipline. And I think as we talk to people and work with people, we want to encourage them. Is that the first thing that we're, we're doing? You know, the water's okay. You know, the coffee's not bad. I mean, I love coffee. Anyway, that's why I have coffee in Jesus. But the fact is, are we taking the time? And this is, I think it's important to think about the structures, Rhonda, you know, the routines. Do we have a routine of putting God in then God go out. Okay. God in, God out. And so God out into our decisions, God out into our coping mechanisms, God out into our emotions that we feel. That's huge. So I think the spiritual discipline of prayer, reading the Bible, listening to really good worship music, it's amazing. I mean, God has created all these people who can sing and, and many of our people who participate in our program are singers. You know, I mean, Hearing encouraging music, you know, from the Lord is huge. And so I think that spiritual discipline, and it really is, I'm going to cope better when I implement the discipline in the morning to be with God. It just starts your day right. You know, it's not that it's wrong to do it at 10 a.m. or 4 in the afternoon or 8 at night, but it is, is it the priority? Is it what you are filling your life with. I think that's huge. Ooh, that's really good, Jenny. I know I have had an appointment with Jesus every morning for I don't even know how long, maybe 20 years or something like that. And and you know, my husband will say something about, you know, come on, we gotta go or whatever. I'm like, you want me to do this. I'm a much better person when I spend the first part of the day with Jesus. And if I don't, it just, seriously, it just, the day just doesn't go as well. I'm not as, I don't know. I'm not as nice. Uh, I don't feel like I have um, guidance 
on decisions. And, and the, you know, the most important thing in the world for us, for all of us in finding and fulfilling our purpose is listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so if we don't intentionally take the time to dial down the noise of the world around us, we're going to be hearing from every place other than the Holy Spirit, because at least in my experience, God doesn't shout. The Holy Spirit doesn't doesn't shout. Um, you ha- you have really have to tune in, and he's always broadcasting. I like to say that you know the radio station of heaven doesn't go off. He's constantly broadcasting. Whether or not we hear it is it's on us. You you have to dial the station. I know a lot of people listening to this probably aren't um, old enough to remember you know the old fashioned dials where you could dial it, and if you didn't get it just right, you know it's a little scratchy, but you could still kind of hear it. Well, some people are hearing God like that instead of super clearly. It's important to take that time in the morning. At least for me, that's the time when I can most clearly hear God. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So, you know, the bottom line of all of this, uh, how we cope, I want people to really not be overwhelmed by all this, like, oh, you know, this is too much, it's too big. No, this is once you really change the way you look at coping and have your own coping strategies, you have them for the rest of your life. This, you don't have to come back to this and do it over and over and over again. You implement good coping strategies and, you know, you might, you might add in one or two as you go the rest of your life or whatever, but more than likely you're teaching other people then, you know, because this is something that that you've got and, and you do already have healthy coping skills in you. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I want you to come back because we're going to talk about more coping strategies and all the other things that you need to know to find and really live out your purpose without distraction, without anybody or anything diminishing the fulfillment of your purpose. So subscribe, share this with a friend and check back every Sunday at 7am, a new episode drops. Thanks for being with us today. Are you living the life you want to live? Do you feel excited to get up and do your thing every single day? If you're not living that way, if you don't feel eager to to jump in and lean into what you're doing every single day, then chances are you're not living your purpose. We want to help you find your purpose. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we publish blog articles, and that's why we lead retreats. I want to invite you to the Find Your Purpose retreat that's coming up. Go to rhonda.org forward slash events and check it out and sign up. Do this for you. Start living your passion and you'll find yourself living your purpose. Thank you.
Did you know that the very things that have hurt the most can be the things that help you create a successful life? It's true. You can succeed in life, personally and professionally, not just despite what you've been through, but specifically because of it. You gained character traits. You learned specific abilities that you would not have acquired any other way. I want you to get a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. Go to my website, rhonda.org, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and get your copy today. Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Find Your Purpose podcast. We hope you'll subscribe and share this with a friend and consider joining our community of people who are seeking and living their purpose and achieving real success. And most of all, we want to hear about your purpose and your real success. Go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and subscribe and just tell us about your success. We really want to hear from you.